0: As we're celebrating today the last of the three major dogmas about Mary, her assumption into heaven, I wanted to touch briefly upon the first two just to put everything in context and share a brief story that happened to me this past weekend as I was helping with Mass in Worcester at my first parish assignment at St. Mary's in Worcester. The three dogmas about Mary, the first is that she is the Mother of God, and we celebrate that on January 1st. That was established at one of the first ecumenical councils. The debate about whether Mary was truly the Mother of God or not it was an early question, and it was settled in favor of yes. Mary is the Mother of God according to Catholic dogma and Catholic teaching. And because of that dogma, the question then went on to continue beyond that. Was Mary sinful or was she sinless? Did she ever sin? Uh, Was it necessary that she be free from sin in order to become the mother of God? And that was settled in the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, which we celebrate on December 8th now. And in this one, the Assumption of Mary is about uh, a person then born free from sin, serving as the mother of God. If she had never sinned in her life, and we know the, the punishment due to sin from the Old Testament, from the Book of Genesis, even is the punishment of death. Death is what entered into the human uh, experience when our first parents, Adam and Eve, representative in that in that sense, um, when they first sinned, the punishment was that they would experience death and dying. But if she never sinned in her life, could she experience that? And that led to the debates that led eventually to the dogma that Mary was not experiencing death in the way that you and I experienced, but was assumed body and soul into heaven. And that's the Feast of the Assumption, which we celebrate today. It's important to remember those things because the debates about those and the questions about those were not settled overnight. They took a long time to discuss and to talk about, and then eventually to declare, this is Catholic belief. It's important for us to know our faith too because we are often going to be challenged by it. Just this past weekend when I was assisting down in Worcester, I went to lunch with a couple friends after the 10 o'clock mass, and one of the waiters or cooks at the restaurant noticed me in my collar and decided to strike up a conversation, or rather he wanted to explain his faith and why perhaps our faith was mistaken or in error. And so he started a, a conversation and basically said, well, you Catholics worship Mary, and that's wrong. Do you know what the answer to that question is, if you ever get that, by the way? If, you, if they say that you're worshiping Mary, they would say you can't worship Mary because that's idol, idolizing her. And we would probably nuance it a little bit, but for the sake of that question, I would say we don't worship her, we venerate her. We adore her as the mother of Christ. And because of she's the mother of Christ, these other things about her immaculate conception and her assumption into heaven. But worship is easily mistaken. I'd say in the full Catholic sense, we do worship her, but not in the same way we worship Christ. But we certainly venerate her as an honored member of our race, of the human race, because of what God did for her. And that's the essential thing about these celebrations of Mary. It's not about Mary per se in herself. It's really always pointing back to Christ. What was it that Mary's, these dogmas about Mary, tell us about Christ? What do they continue to reveal for us about Jesus Christ and who he is? The first mother of God, that Jesus is God in the flesh the mystery of his existence, not only as the Spirit of God masquerading as a human being, but God in the flesh, one and the same, fully human, fully divine, and that Mary is the mother of both Jesus, a human being, and Jesus, God-made flesh. And that's important because the Incarnation tells us that God wanted to have a part in our life. He didn't just want to communicate to us, he wanted to become like us so that something important could happen. And that is by his grace, and Mary's the first to experience this, sin would be forgiven, and eternal life restored to the human race. Now by the particular grace uh, in Mary's case, we believe that God preserved her from original sin from the moment of her conception. But it's the very grace of Christ working already in human existence, his breaking into human history that allows that to happen. Without Christ, there is no immaculate conception. It all happens together. Now, it's a, you can't think of it in a linear way. It kind of doesn't work that way. And that's why our faith, that's why it's faith, first of all. But it challenges us to think a little bit more than in a linear way. But it's still pointing us back to Christ and his power to forgive sin and to restore us to eternal life. And then in the assumption of Mary, which we celebrate today, of course, is the fulfillment of that life. If Jesus Christ restores us from sin into eternal life, then who should be the first among us to experience that? We know God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day, but then who would experience the fullness of heaven than the one who was preserved from sin from her very beginning, from her very conception? Mary, the mother of God, immaculately conceived, now assumed into heaven to experience the fullness of what is in store for all of us who, by God's grace, will attain the ability to see God face to face in heaven forever. So all three of these dogmas about Mary continually point us back to christ And that's the essential teaching of the Catholic faith. It's not about worshiping Mary per se, but through her, we remind ourselves of the hope that is ours in Christ. A hope that is meant to console us in our moments of woundedness, the moments when sin has overtaken our life momentarily, the the hope that gives us courage to continue on with the things that God is calling us to, to being a good person, to being a loving person, a loving parent, a loving husband or spouse, a loving wife, a dutiful son or daughter, all those things God's calling us to, Mary's witness to us, her example to us, gives us hope to continue along the way, despite whatever sets us back momentarily. And so we do honor and adore her indeed, not only because of her witness, her faith, her presence to Christ at every step along his journey, but because of what each of those dogmas of the church remind us about our life to come. And that's what we celebrate and give thanks to God for through Mary, that she is the first among us to enjoy what we all hope to enjoy, the fullness of life forever in heaven, and that through her prayers and her intercession with her son Jesus, our life may continue to progress along the path that our faith has laid out for us. So may we continue to celebrate today the great gift of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Assumption of Mary, our first, the first of us to enjoy the fullness of heaven with her Son Jesus.